Hello, and welcome to Chronicles of a Medium. I'm your host, Maureen Hashi, Psychic Medium. Join me for compelling conversations into true crime, mediumship, and everything in between. Imagine, days after you murder your husband, seeking out the assistance and guidance from a medium to connect to the same husband whom you murdered just days before. The lingering effects of drugs still coursing through your veins with the fog and disbelief that you've taken a man's life. Not just any man, but someone you love. Something you should know about me is that I avoid listening or watching the news for a number of reasons. The number one reason is I become too overwhelmed with anxiety. I believe that you can be informed without being inundated, but it also allows room for authenticity, avoiding details that would lead a reading or distract from the truth that spirits are disclosing during a session. Not to mention the loud energy that comes slamming in so intrusively through certain programs. Mid-spring of 2014 was the most eerie moment of my life. There I was, sitting face to face, unbeknownst to me, with a woman who just days before had been released on bail and had murdered her husband. Something told me to book at a different location other than my usual. The woman's email seemed to be almost desperate and urgent. With her last minute request, to this specific time and date, and I had no idea how she found me. It still puzzles me. So, I booked her at a local tea shop, feeling it was best and safest for me to meet her in a public space. I arrived early that day and had booked her at the start of the day. So, the tea shop was empty. And... Given the fact that I had arrived so early, just as they were opening, I headed to the back corner and settled in to wait for her. A short time later, I noticed a woman approaching, wearing a green army jacket, jeans, a dark shirt, her blonde hair kind of disheveled, windblown almost, dark circles, and she had a cyclone of chaotic and dark energy around her. I knew that that was my client the moment I set eyes on her. My heart began to race as the heat traveled down my arm as a dark and angry man sat down beside me, clearly connected to her.
I couldn't help but feel like this was going to be a come to Jesus moment for either her or for me. Because he was a force to be reckoned with. He had a few things to say and whatever was on his mind, he was more than eager to share. He sat beside me, fidgeting. And I sat still, almost in a trance, as his energy downloaded the events leading up to his tragic moment. And, at the hands of this woman, now sitting across from me, nervously sipping her tea. She had a Kleenex in her fingers, which was crumpled and worn as she rolled it around. And at first glance, you could see that lived in her at one point was a kind and gentle spirit, one keen on pleasing people and trying her best to help anyone out. But that quickly faded into the background like white noise as the truth unfolded like a movie right before my eyes. I didn't waste much time given the amount of details as I began with my usual of what to expect during our time together. As his energy pressing me to talk through my introduction faster and he wanted me to skip the pleasantries. I could almost hear him saying, yeah, yeah, get to the point. He not only was dealing with the recent events of his traumatic passing, but his haunting addictions lingering in his energy. I knew he struggled with addictions because he still felt high and so did she. One thing was clear, he was murdered and he knew it, but he also knew why he was dead and who was responsible. It was like I wasn't really there, not myself anyway. My human had stepped aside as I became a vessel of communication to mediate this intense conversation between the two worlds of violence but also from the two people who once loved one another. I think if I had have really honestly been present or maybe known in advance, I would not have booked this session because let's face it, that's a little bit too intense. My guides were sure tricky and they still are. They're funny like that. In circumstances like this, I trust that they know what they're doing and why. I believe my guides don't let me know sometimes in advance because like you and like anyone on the planet, life is a continuous learning journey and I believe that my career thus far is been a lot of training and adjusting to the energy of what comes through with murder victims. And I'm happy to keep learning. It really is just a process. Anyway, 
I proceeded on with the reading. As the woman in front of me couldn't seem to sit still, the smell of chemical drugs invaded my senses. When the man beside me muttered, showtime. And then, without warning, he was now standing between the woman and I. He leaned forward and screamed profanity. Fork! I censored that, causing the hair to stand up on the back of my neck. There, as I focused in on him, I could see the whites of his eyes and the smell of burning flesh as I realized he'd been in some sort of fire. I couldn't tell at first if he'd been set on fire or if he'd recently been cremated. Reading continued. I noticed that the sitter, the woman in front of me, became quite agitated. Because the information that was coming through had not been released to the public. She demanded to know where I got the information and who I'd been talking to. The truth was is I hadn't been talking to any, anyone or anything living. There was no outside source, just the man she murdered. He had a story and he wanted me to know the details. And from her perspective, it was kill or be killed because she lived with abuse. And I'm here to tell you there's other choices to make. And if you find yourself in an abusive situation, please reach out to someone. Take a stand for yourself and leave. I learned a lot about myself after that session. I was really thankful that I trusted my guides and listened to my intuition. I was sad for both the victim and the woman sitting in front of me because she threw her life away the moment she decided to take matters into her own hands and murder him. I understand that sometimes you feel trapped and that there's no way out but there is a choice everyone has a choice to make and no one changes a nanosecond before they're ready it's not up to you to change what's broken in someone else they have to consciously choose to want to get better and until that time you owe it to yourself and everyone around you if you find yourself in an abusive situation to get away from it, to go to a safe place and let them sort their stuff out. I want to thank you for listening today. And I know for some of you, this might be a hard listen, but it's an important listen. The light in me honors the light in you. You've been listening to Chronicles of a Medium. I'm your host, Maureen Hashi.